Hello, so welcome to podcast four. Um, I hope you like the first three podcasts. Um, just to touch on, on average, the podcast reach about a thousand people. If it's shared around 10 times, it reaches around 7,000 people. So if you are enjoying the podcast, please um, like and share them because it does really help to get to the masses. So this week we find ourselves outside Natalie Bobank's house. Um, Natalie is the sort of person, after speaking with her, you find yourself signing up for some sort of crazy race. Um, she's just completed her 50th marathon in London. Uh, she used to run when she was in school, so I'm really interested to hear her journey from then until now. She's had some really great achievements. Um, she is a very energetic person, leaves an impression on people. Very motivational, very inspirational. That's why we're here. Um, I'm really just interested in hearing what drives um, Natalie, or Nat as some people know her. Before we start that, this week's podcast comes to you from the Newry City Merchant 10K, which is on at 7 p.m. on the 10th of May, which is a Thursday evening. It's a three-loop course. It's a 10K PB course. used to be known as the Lisbon Cup, I believe. Very fast course. Starts around the Keys. Um, it's about a mile flat. A nice gradient. Um, not too heavy up which changes the muscles, um, nice bit of recovery coming back down again, allows you to go flat out again on the on the flat. Really good PB course, I'll be there taking photographs. Um, it's capped at around 200 runners, beautiful medal, it's about getting very close, so make sure you log on and sign into that. All right, let's get in here and see what Nat's got to say for herself. Natalie. Robert. Um, just, I, I want to hear then, I suppose, from the beginning, right? Because mm -hmm. um, on your Facebook page you have a picture of yourself, mirror imaging yourself uh -huh. from sports when you were day. sports day <laughs> when you were really young until now, very very similar photograph. Like, so your running sort of started back in well, school, was it? Not really. I never continued that sort of after school at all until I think it was about nine years ago. Just sibling rivalry and. So you've got My dad would have done a bit of running, he did a few ultras and oh, Belfast Marin, Dublin Martin. So it was always there, it was something I always talked about but I never did. Mm -hmm. Never had the confidence to go out on the road. Um, so I bought a treadmill and I moved the kitchen table out of the kitchen. And there is a huge treadmill, like not like your little one that you buy in Argos, like a big one that you get in the gym. A huge treadmill. It's about nine years ago. Yeah. And um it just ran. I can remember the first time I got up for ten K it felt like this was unreal. Ten K, mm. huge. Was on the treadmill or that was say? on the treadmill. Hadn't been out. And then I think I did. I found a five mile loop around where I lived that measured in the car. Didn't have a garment, just a wee stopwatch. And I just ran that repeatedly. Wrote down my times. I actually have a book, I think, somewhere with all my mm -hmm. times and distance still written in. Um, what sort of times were you running then? It was all right. It was about f f nine minute miles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then when I got a Garmin, I realised actually it wasn't five miles. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'd have been doing the distance at the time and working out my splits and, or my, my pace. Um, I love my stats. Mm -hmm. So. And then um, 
went out a few times, registered then for Matthew Nicholson's 10k in Alain, did it in April. What year was that? That was, must have been 2009, Nine. 2009. Puked up, had about three or four miles, hence yeah. why I hate Matthew Nicholson's <laughs> marathon. And your dad then, he was he was doing a few hundreds, that when you were yeah. younger? Yeah. Because m- most people I speak to didn't really have, there wasn't that many people running when mm. we were younger. Well, it would have been, I suppose, 20 years ago. Mm. And, like, when you were, you done, so in your school, um, sports day, uh-huh. I actually read one of your stories last night, <laughs> you got your hair caught in the net. And... Yeah. Um, and nothing really, did they have any school cross country or anything like that? No. I never did it, no. Never. No. So you were running really started about nine years ago, yeah, really. That was it. And what was the main motivation then to start you off then? You said civil rivalry. Is it that? Was it fitness? Was it just you wanted to do something? It was just something? the adrenaline. As I, you know, accomplished a new distance, it was such a big thing. Mm. It just felt so good. I had so much confidence. A lot of doubt, but you know, you I can do this. Like I, I did the 10k and thought I can do a marathon. Pure ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, Just straight off, you thought after the 10k, you thought yourself, yeah, I could do yeah. a marathon, no problem. So in April, then I registered for Belfast. So what? you ran the you 10k in. Time wise? Yeah. No, I mean date wise. So. Um, when was that? It was in well, April. Yeah. And then you registered for. Belfast. Like a month there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I think I went out. The most I ran was, I think I upped it to about 12 miles. Brilliant. So how did going that go? Going to my car. Um, it was alright, because, as I say, I didn't have a Garmin. I just ran just for how I felt. Mm-hmm. Never felt under pressure. I'm not saying I felt brilliant, like out the day yeah, after yeah. I went the other walk, but um, just ignorance and not knowing. That not knowing. Yeah. It's good for me. Like if I'm doing a marathon or a new race, I never look at the route, I never look at the weather. Mm. It's part of the adventure. Just, yeah. You can't change it, so just go for it. So there wouldn't be many people running Belfast then, was there? Or was there a lot of relay runners, I suppose? It's not a big, it wouldn't have been a big supported no, race. No, no, definitely then. not. So you wouldn't have really got that hype of. No. But you would have gone London there the other day, like so. No, nowhere near it. And but uh, for me, that is my first marathon. I love it. I know Belfast gets a lot of negativity, but I love it. Yeah. Um, what was your time then? Do you, can you remember? Four hours thirty-four. Jeez, that was phenomenal. Um, it? Better than time. Um, I never stopped. I never even thought about walking. Didn't stop once. And even after all the marathons I've done, I'd say I've only done that about half a dozen times. And. Yeah, it's just been in that relaxed state, isn't it? Yeah. With no anxiety or anything, just enjoying the experience. So, no training really, 12 miles was the most training. Yeah. Um, and how, how did your training, how's that adopted now? Do you sort of carry that with you? <laughs> Is that oh, but to say, I'm not very good for yeah. training programs at all. I have every good intention. I'll write them out, I'll study it, and then I, I don't do it. You, and it doesn't work for you, <laughs> huh? it doesn't really, that doesn't really work for you then, no. it doesn't really fit. No. You know, One day I will. Yeah. One day I will get a programme 
and stick to it, but no, generally. So you, you run some really good times. Mm. Um, what is your PB profile? PB. Um, PB profile, so 5K. Uh, I've only ever done a park run. I think it's 21 something. Um, 10K isn't mm. that it's 44 minutes or something. Um, half 137 and a marathon 319. Yeah, 319. 319. So what race was that? That was Belfast. Belfast. Um, five years ago, four or five years ago. Four or five years ago. So you were running about four years mm -hmm. for that. How was the training for that? Um, funny, I had this conversation in London last week. Um, one of the coaches from a gym I used to go to, he, well, one of the other coaches had done me at training program. It was just a real simple strength and conditioning program and finished off with a short interval session on the treadmill. I did less running than I do now. Um, I'd have done circuits once or twice a week. Mm. And that's... A bit more strengthening. Yeah. And when you say strengthening from the programme, um, you've done circuits obviously, which was strength, yeah. strengthening you. What type of sessions? It was, well, it was a lot of core. Um, so lot of it core was... Work. Strengthening sessions off the road as such, like in, yeah. in the gym. Oh, in the gym, yeah. Very good. And running two or three times a week. Never did any long long runs. Mm. The most long run I would have done would have been 16 miles. Never did 20 or any more. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> so there's a book I'm reading at the minute, which a couple of guys um, spoke to me about called the Hansen's Marathon Method. Yeah. Uh, they do, uh, the max is 16 miles. Yeah. So it is like so. I'm really interested in that. Some of the guys struggling under to break the 3:30 mm -hmm. and just tried it. And then when I ran 3:08, it's strange. Like, the longest run was 16 miles. But it goes into the the physics of why it actually happens. Right. So I'm interested when you said 16 miles. Yeah. You know, the night time. So you, London was your 50th mm -hmm. marathon. Great number. <laughs> To hit London on, um, the hottest, yeah, on the record, I believe. Um, so where else have you run? I've run. Um, I've done London. That was four times. I've done London. I, I ran Berlin last year. So I entered the ballot for Berlin and New York for like the past three years. Never got in, and then last year, got into Berlin. Got into New York. Yeah, like flip. The, what six weeks apart? Yeah, but. Absolutely skin. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the expense of it, like... Yeah. Um, but it's too good, because the past few years I've just got caught up in doing loads of marathons. Yeah. Too many. Um, and so I said this year I wouldn't do that. So I had to defriend Clyde Nesbitt and... Yeah. <laughs> Maddie Nick, but... Uh, what pool of just entering races? Like? It's just such a social scene here, mm -hmm. you know, and there's... You sort of think, oh... Do really want to do it, but maybe Donna owns a bit there or somebody, yeah, and you think, yeah. oh, sure, be good crack. And it always is good crack. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem with it. Yeah. Um, do you do Lanzarote or anything? Did Lanzarote. Um, did it. How did you find out with it? Yeah, it was hard again. Um, mm. Doesn't help again when you go somewhere with Clyde Nesbitt yeah. and you go on about a 24 hour drinking bender two days before it. <laughs> Uh, it was good. Quite a funny story when I was running along. So you were, it was all cups of water, 
and so you were left in two cups at the water stations and drinking one and pouring one over your head or down your neck and I think it was about 15 or 16 miles and the green cups were suddenly red so I've lifted two red cups over the head coke <laughs> <laughs> and the Spanish were looking at me go are you crazy man? <laughs> and there I was with coke all down my head at about 24 degrees sticky as hell oh, um but it was good it was a good man it was a good atmosphere you were away yeah. you were on holiday but to me not the most exciting route yeah it's a poor complaint but you were just 13 miles on the seafront 13 miles back right um so london then london. it was your 50th mm-hmm. marathon great achievement well done thank you um how did that go um I didn't, my training's been so poor this year, just the weather, mm. weather played havoc and I've, I've just got a big wimp all of a sudden that I don't want to go out in the cold. Um, I, I was sick earlier on the year, chest infection, after chest infection, so that, that actually, I had that in New York and I never really shifted it. Um, so New York was November, past. New York was November, yeah. Um, and I went skiing for a fortnight, so my training was just. I got a few long runs in, so I'd I'd, I'd been content with sub four in London. Yeah. Um, I always set myself three goals. Every race, three goals: bronze, silver, and gold. So obviously you're gonna go for gold. So for me, gold in London would have been a three thirty, but I knew knew I was yeah. gonna get gold. Silver three forty five and bronze sub four. Because yeah. it just helps your mind. So when gold isn't gonna happen, when your when your goal pace isn't gonna happen, you need something to mentally mm. channel your mind into something else. 100%. So you're not losing, you're just readjusting. Yeah. And um, so the race itself, very warm. Roasting. You know, it was gonna be warm, but like half nine, started at ten, half nine, the sun was just beating down, <laughs> roasting, sweat like obviously you sweat, but sweat was trickling down my head and I was like. This is what was the buzz? It must have been really positive. Everybody saying, yeah, it's going to be a brilliant day today. Uh, there's no heat. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice and cool. There's no wind. No. <laughs> Everyone's saying, oh, no, it's going to be so hot today. Like. Yeah, but it, 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 it didn't matter. To me, the time did not matter yeah. in London. Um, well, I say that, but you know what I mean. It's, yeah. I'm really disappointed. I've been over four hours. Yeah. But, um, so I did like you in Boston. I said... Right, I'll go out 8.15s, try and hold them as long as I can. It was about 8.10s and then 16 mile, it was just like, boom, somebody's hit you. Um, just cramped up and it's the first time I've Nothing ever cramped. Um, I've thought I've cramped up before but I haven't. Yeah. I've just like needed to stretch but this was gone. <laughs> it is horrible isn't it? Yeah. Like, Especially at that early stage as well, yeah. mile 16. Um, but I just adapted myself and I said, right, you, you need to finish this. I always then turn it into, um, okay, so what's the worst case scenario here? How long have I got? So actually, well, not like if you're on 10 minute miles, you're still going to get under four. Mm. Um, you just give yourself a wee bit to play with. And then you start eating into the 10 miles and you're like, oh no. Um, <laughs> Panic. But I, I then... I ran to 0.8 miles, walked to 0.9, and then finished the mile off, and that's what I did. And that was yeah. enough for me just to 
still give it some structure. Yeah. And that's I think that's way. very important when you're a marathon runner. Um, so near the end, for me, 23, 24 miles, if I have to walk, I move to 10, 10 steps walking, 100 steps running, just okay, so I've yeah. got a structure. Yeah. Or else it just can go totally pear-shaped. As long as you've got a structure and you're still working a plan, yeah. you know it's just patience then, because you're going to come. You're kind of going to the finish line, mm-hmm. you know. So, or else you, if I, you just drift off and you're walking hundred steps before you know it's feeling sorry for <laughs> yourself. Easy, done. And um, so you've had a few wins and some races uh, as well. Yeah. Which ones? Um, well, mate, just local ones. Um, yeah. East, Coast, East Antrim. East Antrim. East Antrim, yeah. Um, few You take your wins. Yeah, still nice to get a marathon. What about Armagh? Was something happened Armagh, yeah, I won in, I won Armagh, yeah. What happened in Armagh? What was that? Um, the marathon. Was it the marathon, was it? Yeah. That's right, I was doing the uh, 10k, because it's four loops, isn't it? Yes. I see the 10k loop and it's just coming up behind you and you were just sort of finishing. Yeah. I was like, damn it, she's running faster than me. I'm only doing one loop here. <laughs> this is not good. It was, um... <laughs> So Maddie Nick had texted me during the week a picture of my number and it was one one eight. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This is too good not to. And I, I didn't feel in good form. I, I was Berlin was my real focus. because yeah. um, I sort of thought I could give Berlin a good bash. And um, I was like, right. So text Donna Owens. Donna was, I think Donna was number eighteen or eleven or something. I said, Donna, <laughs> get your wig ready. <laughs> So the two of us dressed up as one on eight girls and I, being in the fancy dress just took all pressure mm-hmm. off me. Um, I had no intentions to go out running hard. I didn't really run hard, just ran really, really comfortable. My head was going to explode wearing the wig. Big time, <laughs> my head, I could feel my brain swelling. Um, I was just ticking along nicely and Jared Boyle, I think he was doing the relay and then turning it into his long run as well. Yeah, that's right. A few words with him on the way around because he's going too hard and I was like, if you're running with me, slow down or just bugger <laughs> off. Um, so he sort of kept me on pace for a while and I just felt it was one of those days. Mm-hmm. You don't plan it and you feel good. Seems to be, isn't it? When you yeah. when the pressure's off, Yeah. the mind allows the body then to flow a bit better. Because really the mind's trying to work against you. It's trying to, right. it's trying to protect you. Yeah. It's simple as that. And when it f- feels that it's a risk in any way or form, it tries to shut you, shut you down. So it does just to protect you. And I think nearly all, but my PB time, nearly all my good times mm-hmm. have been in those situations. Not really. So my second best time was Edinburgh, where I hadn't trained for a marathon, uh-huh. and I won a free entry. So we just went over as a training run. Uh-huh. And I think I ran in three thirty-two, but it was. It was only till mile 23, I thought, I'm actually going to break 330 here. Yeah. I panicked. Wow. And I was like, oh, and the walls just come tumbling. Because I didn't look at my watch at all. It was just a training run. I was like, holy smoke, like. And it was the same in New York. Mm-hmm. When I ran 337, just, you know, I went on beer the day before. Didn't yeah. care. Got my time in, Dub- in Dublin. And bang. So I think it's an important thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen people at the starting line who are sub three hour runners. And... Well, I actually haven't done it in the marathon, but do it week in, yeah. week out in their training. And they're just so built up the race and so nervous. And they sort of come in 3.15. Got it. You know, so mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a mental aspect of that we most runners don't f- 
focus on. Yeah. It's how to get yourself into that mental state. What happened in Mullen as well, as if I can remember Mullen. in Mullen. <laughs> um, yeah. I can know how I remember all these things. I know, you remember <laughs> Mullen, eh? Uh, so Mullen has the... So it's a back-to-back, wasn't it? Yeah, the back-to-back. So, done it What What is back-to-back then? Marathon <laughs> two days in a row. Marathon two days in a row. Marathon on the Saturday, marathon on the Sunday. Um, lovely, I love it as an event. Um, Leslie, one of the organisers, is absolutely brilliant. Um, it's just a really, really nice event, nice route. Um, you know, you're going through Rossmore Park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's October. And yeah, so I did it. This was before years ago now. Um, I came third overall over the two days. Well, third female. And then the next year, I came second overall over the two days. And then last year, second again. You must be delighted. Um, delighted. But then you look at the likes of Fran McFadden. She's, she's won it every year. Yeah. It's brilliant. I, I think one of the years, she ran the two days exactly at the same time. Bang on. Like whatever it was, 335, 335. Yeah. Two and days in a row. And how do you find getting up the next day to run? The second marathon. You're right, because you're Because after London, there's no way you could run a marathon. No. You couldn't run a 10k. No. So when you're just doing the one marathon, yeah, the last thing you've got to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I go out for a 5k run or a three mile run, I can't run four miles. Yeah. You've just got your mind targeted yeah, exactly. on that. So how do you feel when you get up to run the second marathon? Well, how's the first? How's the first run? How was the first marathon run? You take it relatively easy, or just go out and just what? Just go out comfortable. Don't I don't drop it back too much, because mm. um, I'm probably too much just go for broke sometimes. And um, obviously, you don't run really hard, but I sort of think, look, you're going to be knackered the second day anyway. As long as you keep, as long as you've got plenty of energy and eating plenty, mm. just suck it up and get and through it. Do you find that it's one of the key points then is what you're what you're eating? Is it more solid foods when you're running that type of race? I'm or? probably the worst possible person to speak about that. <laughs> um, um, chocolate bars, anything at all? Anything. Mm-hmm. No structure to it whatsoever, you're just hungry, you eat something. And yeah. You just eat what's in front of you. Yeah. yeah For an event that's um, loops, jack mm-hmm. cakes. Yeah. Here, if somebody can come up with a way of carrying a Jaffa cake or Jaffa cakes on a marathon, Without melting or getting squashed. Like small baby, high five sort of size Jaffa cakes, you just yeah. pop them out. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it works me so well. And what do you drink, just water with that? Or just water. Do you take caffeine at all? Or? Not really, if, if there's a gel there I'll take it. Mm. Um, but the likes of in London, I made a mistake and I drank Lucasade. Yeah. Um, Sport or whatever they had and I felt just shaky and sick. Yeah. I took parade one time in the Belfast Marathon and I just projected our vomit and it just body just rejected it straight away. Don't need it. Yeah. <coughs> second day then, I'm so interested in the second day, waking yeah. up in the morning and just envision it, getting up and go, damn it, I have to do this again today. Uh-huh. But there's an excitement with that because it's the same social crowd, it's all yeah, going to be there and everybody's in the same sort of boat and it's all a very strong camaraderie, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, because like, here we go again. Yeah. And you get to the start line and you take off. How do the legs feel at that point? Yeah, they're sore, but any time I've done it, when you compare compare your times, but you can remember, you know, mm-hmm. oh, right, okay. You're maybe only a few minutes 
slower than you were the day before? Strange, Not much, it? yeah. When I was running Dublin and New York together in the same week, mm -hmm. and Michael Englishby was running the back-to-back, -back, and he ran 3.45 in the first, uh -huh. and in the first marathon day one, I was like, he has definitely ran too fast. Yeah. He's not going to really get out of bed tomorrow. And the next day, he beat it by 10 seconds. He either beat it by 10 seconds or yeah. he was 10 seconds slower, but he was 3.45 again. Yeah. Unreal. But it gave me, it broke down barriers for me then, going from Dublin to New York, because mm -hmm. I had a week to rest, yeah. and he was able to go out the very next day. And it's strange, because you always have these limits, and when you challenge the limits, you're moving them and moving them. And you think, actually, you know, that we're great at challenging our limits, until you meet somebody that does something. <laughs> you're like, what? You ran 10 marathons <laughs> in 10 days. And that's what leads me then to the 24th of June this year. Yeah. I don't even remember the dates. This this is great. And um, the energy of 24 hour. Yeah. Um, so tell me about that. So first did it about three, four years ago. So you did 24 hours? Um, as a relay. So there was a post on Facebook, somebody needs, so to be in a relay team, you needed one female. Okay, so, so there was a team Craig Mills had the team, I can't remember who else was in it, and I didn't even know Craig at this stage, and somebody, they were putting a post on Facebook, we need a female for the relay team. So the way the relay worked, it's four in your team, number one runs for two hours, number two then comes on, then number three, number four, and then back to number one. And you have four times, yeah, four times. <laughs> no, three times. So you run for six hours. How, far, how, how long is the loop? Um, at that time, it was a Mary Peters track. Oh. So the loop was 400 metres. Yeah, um, so they say they put a post up and needed a female, and I kept getting tagged tagged in it. So I was like, right, okay, I'll give it a go. <laughs> and then the three blokes in the team, one by one, for whatever reason, pulled out. I think it was three injury. So there was just me left with right this yeah. team. Going, all right, <laughs> I knew nothing about this event, and here I am. So message Craig, and I said, Craig, can do you mind if I still keep the team, and I'll find some others. He's like, yeah, no problem. So I sort of looked at Rose and thought, right, okay. So it says you have to have one female, but it doesn't say you have to have <laughs> one man. And um, put the feelers out and messaged, I think I messaged Helena Dornan. I was like, Helena, are you doing anything? But of course she was doing 24. And uh, she says, oh, I have a wee friend, Claire. I'll say to her. And I immediately thought of Donna Owens. Um, so I messaged Donna. So... They agreed, so there was myself, there was Donna, and there was Claire, and we needed a fourth person. And then Eleanor Forrest, I can't remember how she popped up. And uh, the best bit is, none of us knew each other. I knew of Donna, seen her at races, everybody knows Donna. Didn't know Claire, didn't know Eleanor. And the first time the four of us met was at the start of this 24-hour race, right. and we clicked like that. Soul sisters, we were called. And with all our colourful tops, and. To just meet somebody and yeah. be best mates. Um, and ironically, so in the 24-hour period, all four of us ran exactly the same. Exactly the same, but 40, I think 40 and a half miles we ran each. And to not know each other and to come hours. together like that. So yeah. the, the relay team done on the hours. Yeah, so we came fourth. So against... Wow. Um, Teams of men. Yeah. Obviously, all had their one female. Um, 
Yeah, we came fourth. And we were brilliant. It was just absolutely yeah. fantastic. Probably the best event I've ever done. And the four of us are all still best mates. You're not helping me here, like, I'm trying yeah. to avoid it. <laughs> so then, um, then, did I do it the next? Yeah, I did it the next year. I was like, right, so you've done the relay, you have to up it. So there's the option of either run for 12 hours, run the 100k distance, or run 24 hours. It's like, right, I'm not running 24, I'm never going to do that, no interest. Is it on the same piece, uh, Mary Kate's again? No, it moved to Victoria Park. So the distance of each loop had up from 400 metres to 1.1 miles. Yeah, okay. um, Is it always the same direction? Or do they change direction? Or? On the track it changed direction, at Victoria mm -hmm. Park it stays the same. Okay. Um, so we did the 100k distance. Um, didn't change my training. Just I progressed from just doing 16 mile runs to actually doing 20 odd mile runs. And I've done plenty of marathons. So. Yeah, we, no, that's what I was going to say, did you use the marathons as your yeah. training? So it was yeah. just sort of progressing onto that. But I never run beyond marathon distance. Yeah. Still don't believe you have to. Because yeah. your heart rate, if you just pull the pace back, run slower, and yeah, um, you can go on and on. Because it's just having that perseverance, really, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're, you're trying to get past that point of that your mind just gives up, okay, you win. <laughs> Let yeah. your body just go on then, but isn't it? Like? But when you're only trying to run a mere 62 miles and you're surrounded by people running for 24, running what? Yeah. I can't remember what Louise Smart ran that year, but it was ridiculous. Um, so you're only small friend. Mm. So you're doing it again this year then? Doing it again. Going the next the step third, up. This third time, is it then? Yeah. So you were doing 100k the second time and then you just have to progress. Something in you that wouldn't be happy, yeah. like <laughs> I'm not going to do 50 miles, should have done 62 uh -huh. last time. So, you have to do something bigger and better, yeah. And um, that's where your motivation comes from, obviously. So, that's this year, the 24th uh -huh. and the 25th of July, 23rd and 4th, I think it's 23rd and 20th. Yeah, so, so many people doing that, yeah. Oh, it's massive, yeah. I mean, you talk about the social gathering, all the uh -huh. What is the best label of them? I don't know. The crazy group. I don't know. Yeah, All the crazy right. group that I know. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be bigger and better this year than ever before. Mm -hmm. um, you're running it for a charity. Running for charity, autism. yeah. Um, my nephew, he's got autism um, and he goes to school, not more. So my sister and I have been trying to do a lot of fundraising this year. And you've just given a page up for that? Yeah. Which you can find on your Facebook page. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> You do quite a bit for charity as well. Try to, I think if you're putting yourself through these things and yeah. somebody should get a reward for it. It sort of comes, it's with. It's in that whole social scene isn't it, it does yeah. so much for charity, like so many people doing so many different things. What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, um, a friend of mine, Julie, is doing wheelchair push around the mall in Armagh. Around the mall? Yeah, and around the inside of the mall. It said marathon, so a wheelchair marathon. Yeah. So is she planning on doing 26 miles or is she just going on 26 and on plus, so there's four oh, wheelchairs. Um, and it's very much teamwork, so. And um, what is she raising money for? Alzheimer's. Her mother's going through it at the moment, so. It's trying to means a lot to her. So we'll be out in Armagh with buckets and wheelchairs and. Just keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Um, so after 24 hour, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's 
my nice. birthday the day after it. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, after that, I don't know. I don't know. So you don't think that far ahead? No. Like for me, I, and it's not that I'm really strict about it. I, I can see the next four years. It sort of scares me. Really? A little bit, but um, I am always know where I'm going to next yeah. sort of thing. And but that's not the way you're working. You just sort of go with the flow. Go with the flow. I, I have no idea what my recovery will be like after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really struggle with fatigue. Yeah. My legs are okay. You so know. what is the wonder that? 50 marathons and <laughs> 100k races and back-to-backs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you struggle with fatigue. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I'm not a great sleeper, so that's, yeah. you know, my recovery's good apart from flipping tired and can't sleep. So you don't really have any plans after that? I don't. I would like to, like you say, get my pace back. Um, mm. Get back to, I, I nearly had it last year, got 3.29 in Berlin. Last year, that was brilliant. Last year, um, I felt brilliant. On the day, I felt brilliant. I was so cautious. It was probably it was the most disciplined I've ever been in the Mars, and even more disciplined yeah. than my PB. Um, I had a go. I had three thirty in the head. Um, it's only negative split I've ever got. Mm-hmm. And I can remember looking at my watch. It was like seven fifty-five. Oh, don't go any quicker. Um, hindsight I could have only one time I've been able to say you have at least 10 15 seconds a mile mm-hmm. in you more it's good to finish strong and then I'd hope to build on that and then I didn't <laughs> so you're greedy again yeah uh, yeah it's, it's funny that because when I broke 330 I've only done it once I was trying I was chasing it for three or four years and when I broke it it was my slowest first half of a marathon yeah. I'd ever ran you're pacing Yuri on 45? Yes. It's on the 27th of May. Yeah. I'm doing really well today. I'm on the ball. <laughs> I'm on the ball. <laughs> um, but next week you are pacing Belfast. Belfast. So tell me, tell me, tell me what's so special about that then? Uh, randomly, for whatever reason, I do not know. Um, it's always been something I wanted to do. Because yeah. I look. Um, it's all men, it's all male paces, like, where's the girls? Um, and I did make a wee inquiry last year, but I'd left it too late. And then this year they just pushed it out, but you'd, you had to apply. Um, so we did, and I went for the whole girl power type thing. And, like, you need a female. That's brilliant. And it worked. So I'd, I requested four hours, and I got 4.15, but in, in hindsight, I'm happier with 4.15. Yeah, because it's quite a big crowd around that time. So yeah. Belfast, I'll always go and support. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come to like four hours, 4.15, it gets really crowded. Yeah. So you'll get a really good buzz that day. So you'll... A few apprehensions about carrying the flag. Yeah, so it was maybe <laughs> good that you had 4.15. That I've got that extra bit of leeway, yeah. yeah. Give it to somebody else and just tell them, keep going. <laughs> so that's a great, that'll be a great memory to have. So yeah. you might never win Belfast Marathon. Highly unlikely. Um, but at least you look back and say, you know, I was the very first woman. Yeah. Oh, I'm delighted. Absolutely delighted. Um, pacing Belfast Marathon. Yeah. Um, and hopefully maybe you look back and think about, you're the very first um, female to be on the Inspirational <laughs> Runner podcast as well. <laughs> so it's power all the way. Um, and I think, just thank you very much for welcoming me into the room. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed 
yeah. the talk. Wasn't that much pressure. And that's it. Thank you. Enjoy that.